the technology and the electronics have really been able to make a solo artist that much better, really. They are able to use harmonizers now where it sounds like there are, you know, three people singing. Mm -hmm. They're able to, you know, use a looper for a, a guitarist where they're able to, you know, play a rhythm, record it and then play lead over it. It's pretty cool, actually, um, that they can do all of that. And a keyboard player is even better. A keyboard player has, they, they can put a rhythm behind them and, you know, add the drums in there um, or program a drum, you know, beat. They can then add, you know, a synthesizer sound to it. They can even add like, you know, violin strings throughout mm -hmm. and sing at the same time. Um, and it's not like this is brand new, obviously. I mean, if you go back to the days of like Cher, she used that digitizer in her voice, which right, became right. huge, right? Well, I, I think by way of analogy, if you what you say is correct, I think now you can replicate live almost whatever you want to because with loops and so forth, um, it harmonizes just so many effects. And some of these keyboard players are able to identically mimic uh, string instruments and so forth, where if you close your eyes, you can't tell. I think that I learned... I think what, what you're saying is I learned more seeing people use Pro Tools. I mean, you could you could go into a studio, which is a whole different subject, and people can sing on key. Things can be in time. You can move this. You can move that. So I think the sky's the limit. If you want to use technology, I, I don't see any reason why you can't have a solo artist sound like a five-piece band if you really want to go that far. I think that if somebody is able to, you know, step on a pedal and have their voice come in, you know, three above and three below, that's pretty cool. But I just don't like it for myself. I don't like how I sound. Now, this, whole is this whole conversation has really inspired me because I just realized I could put tracks of the lead singer, the guitar, the bass, the keyboards, and just go out with me and drums. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Duke, that's so funny. <laughs> Duke and the Attachments. It would, it would be a big hit, I'm telling you. <laughs> Amy, let me let me ask you, do you think people care if they see, a, like you said, if you, they see a, a solo artist and they hear a chorus and they hear percussion and and, um, and horns and everything else, and it's obviously not one person producing that music. Do you think the non-musician, the person walking into the club or the casino, do you think they care? Nope, not at all. I don't think that they care one bit. I really don't. In fact, now, the you, majority like of them are like, this guy's good. Yeah. And I'm not but kidding. The key word is what you just said was non-musician. Right. Right. A musician's going to care a little bit. They're going to say, you know, look at her. She's up there by herself. She's got an iPad in front of her that she presses a button. The lyrics come up and she's just singing along. That's karaoke. Yeah. That's but you know karaoke. what, though? I'm, I'm going to uh, but I'm going to use what you said at the very top. I, I see it so much. I don't even notice that I'm a musician. I, yeah. I don't even, I don't, I can tell you truthfully, I don't care. I see the iPads all the time. I see the harmonizers. I see, I, I don't care. It doesn't, I'm not like, oh, he or she is no good or this or that. I don't think so. As long no. as you're actually playing, it doesn't matter. It honestly doesn't matter to me. Okay. So let me ask both of you a really good question in regards to just a singer being up there with tracks. So there's no musicians playing an instrument. It's just the singer. Do you think that it's fair to advertise that as live music? Nope. Yeah, 
I mean, she's, unless, you know, she's a robot, she's live. <laughs> okay. How about you, Ken? I, I have mixed feelings about that because um, it depends on how you advertise it. I think I told you both before that I have taken my uh, children to see groups where it has literally been singers. And I and for the price, I had a problem with it. So I think it depends on the context. But, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what to expect anymore. I, I, I've always had the problem, to be honest with you, along those lines where you'll go see. And I do remember at a venue, I went to go see one of my favorite bands until I realized these, this is not the band. The only guy who's original is the drummer. The rest of them are gone. And it was advertised as original band. So I think mm. it depends. I think it depends on, on how, on how, where, where it is and what venue. I think if I'm going to pay money in a stadium, I might mind. If I'm going to a club, who cares? Well, the reason I asked you that specific question was because years ago I played in a duo with an amazing, amazing keyboard player. And he happened to not be available and I just couldn't find a replacement to learn the music very, very quickly. So the venue said, well, just come in and do tracks. It's just, it's a dinner place. It's not a bar, it's a restaurant. So when I went back and I told him that it was just me with tracks, he said, it should not have been advertised as live music. Because mm. while you're live and you're singing, the music is not live. So it could have been advertised as Amy will be singing tonight rather than live music at blah, blah, blah. So I think he had a good point. He does. I mean, the one thing I don't like about tracks is that you know that they're not going to go off and do something like Days and Confused and they're not going to do, they're not going to ad lib. You know, if, particularly if you know the song, well, that may not be true, but I, if sometimes if you know the song, you know where it's going, where there won't be any spontaneity or there won't be, um, depending on what type of music it is, it, it's going to be somewhat more predictable. But I maybe for some artists it doesn't matter. I don't know. I just prefer, I just grew up going to watch a concert and not knowing what they were going to do. And I, right. I like that. I like that style of play as opposed to um, something that's more uh, planned out and mechanical. I, and I do understand they have train wrecks, but, you know, I, I like that. I like that better. That's a great point because... If you see somebody or say it's a duo and they're playing to tracks that they may sound great, but the next time you see them, they're going to sound ex exactly the same. There'll be no spontaneity. You're right. No, you're, you're right. No, you're right. And not only spontaneity, but creativity, right. which is huge in music. That's and really you, what makes and, an artist. And you know, for the three of us, you can, as a musician, I, I, I you could sense it. You could sense where they're like, okay, I'm just like following along this line. I can't go off this path. You can sense it when they can't do that. And I, I do think that takes away from the performance. But then again, though, um, it, you know, I guess also you have to factor in, a, you know, for a lot of duos, a lot of times, honestly, your background music too. People are not yeah. necessarily watching or listening. So I don't know. Maybe people don't care. Maybe the club owners don't care. It's, you know, but I, I would prefer it not to be that now duke let me ask you a question as a drummer we talk about the mechanical stuff and everything else um how do you feel if someone says okay we're playing a live gig and duke is a really good drummer folks and they say duke i don't care how good you are you're playing to a click track live with the band oh and the i don't tracks. care i don't care you don't at all. care okay okay how about mm -hmm. the tracks how about the tracks i don't care okay hmm I'll tell you, for me, I find it more difficult to sing to tracks than to live music. And 
the reason is that you really do have to be exact. And I personally like to change things every time. I don't want it to sound the exact same way. And if I feel like going off a little bit and like repeating a verse or repeating a chorus, I can't on a track. It's like you do exactly what the track is. So I just, I don't, I don't appreciate it as much. Um, and I don't, I don't enjoy it as much. And I actually find it more difficult. So the next time I, you do a show with tracks and people clap, say, stop. That, that was lousy. <laughs> Didn't you hear them screw up? You know where I do a show with tracks on a regular basis, pre-COVID, um, at nursing homes. And they just love it. And I love doing it for them. I just yeah, love my, the smiles on their faces. When I bring my tracks drum set band to the nursing homes, they love that too. <laughs> <laughs> they like this. <laughs> I no, can finally I really, hear the band. <laughs> <laughs> I, that is, that's where I, um, and I will continue as soon as this whole pandemic is over, I will definitely go back and I will do my tracks because they just love every minute of it. Nice. You know, Amy, you know where I could see where as a singer, I would not like that. Um, if you're, if you're someone, uh, who has a style where you maybe want to say something, you want to have a little conversation with the audience or you want to ad lib a little bit. I could I could see where it really would be annoying because you have to stay on time in, in line with the track and you know it's coming up to an end and if some guy's up or it could be a, a great you know great scene where you're going back and forth with a girl or something you can't do that no no you can't you lose track because it all sounds the same throughout yeah so you have to really keep on track with it with the tracks <laughs> no so I, I think there's a I, this is just my opinion. Um, I think there's an element of um, being imperfect that works for music. I really do. I, I don't think you go. I don't think you'll go dramatically off out of time or dramatically this or that. But I think there's an element that, if I even understand it physiologically, the body works that way. It's not. It's not exact, and it's not meant to be exact. And I think that one of the things I don't like now, contrary to what Duke said. I don't like playing with tracks or to a click track because my position is if I go a little bit faster or a little bit slower or, or, or maybe that night I'm feeling something a little differently. I want to play a little differently. Now I'm locked in and now I just become where I'm mimicking something else. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel that some of the best performances sometimes are spontaneous. At least that's what I think. I, you know, some people may not feel that way. But I feel no. that some of the best ones are spontaneous, and I just think it takes away. And I could imagine even for a singer, if someone starts talking to you, you want to say something, which is very common, you can't do that. No, because you lose your place. <laughs> right. Several right, episodes right, right. back, we talked about 50th anniversary albums. And none of those albums, as far as I am aware, were played to click. They were done with a human element and... That's it. And some of those are the most loved albums of all time. And I think the human element, that imperfection, as you say, Ken, is what makes, what gives people a connection to it. It's not the, it's not the errors or mistakes. It's the human, it's the human element of it. Right. Well, Duke has, point, Duke has pointed out to me before, I mean, Duke has exceptionally good time. And he, Duke has told me, and I didn't notice as a drummer. He said, oh, listen to this track or this record. You'll hear the, the drums speed up or this or that. 
And, and I think what Duke said is correct, because I know for a fact, because I read it, the Doors albums were not done to click tracks. And I'll do you one better. Not only were they not done to click tracks, and I don't profess to know Duke could speak better to this, they recorded everyone in the same room, if I understand a lot of, a lot of those recordings, which must have been really even more difficult. And, and now we got to the point where we record and we don't even see, we don't even meet the people we're recording with. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, you know, a great story I want to share with you. You talk about the same, which is funny. I remember your McCalkin and told me years ago when I interviewed him, when he was, uh, when he's with hot tuna, he had a great story. He told me when he was with Jefferson airplane, he said, one of the reasons why going back to, I don't know what year this would be, Amy, maybe early seventies. He said, one of the reasons why they wanted recording contracts and to be in the studio is he said at that time, that was the only way you could really capture and hear what you sounded like, much less with tracks and timing. He said, we remember getting some of our early records. This is what we could hear what we actually sounded like. Because right. obviously when you're playing, you don't really hear what you sound like. For myself, it's just the, uh, the lack of creativity in singing to tracks that's or and and this isn't just about tracks or or try or you know um poo-pooing them or whatever you want to say because it really does work for a lot of people and most people don't realize but i really wanted to point out one more time that having the harmonizer and having the loop and having the even the digitizer on the voice on the vocals um that's actually really done very well in the music in the music world of you know live musicians so i think that having that stuff has been really really beneficial to the solo artist yeah so, I, I think so i agree with that and i also will say that i think that for duke and for mine and duke's instrument i think at times effects on drums even though that's not the real drum i think for some of the electronic stuff is really cool some of the sounds they make What's the most popular uh, trigger point that, that not trigger point, uh, trigger that drummers use? The clap. I love that. Well, I had the clap in high school, but I mean, they, I love, I love when they use that clap trigger. That's awesome. I think it's very catchy, and we all know there, there's not, you know, there's not twenty people on stage. Yes, right. folks, I did say that. I did really say that. <laughs> what do I sound like? Let me ask you, Aim. What do I sound like if I have a harmonizer? Will I see? Will I sound different in my monitor? Will I, will I hear what? Well, so that was something else I wanted to touch upon was with the harmonizers, you can actually um, set where you want the harmony to be. So your voice, your natural voice, will stay your natural voice, and then the harmonizer, depending on how you have it programmed, will do the above or the below. It's pretty cool, actually. Have we gotten to the point where you could take someone who may have a very average voice and really manipulate it to be like, wow, they're a great singer, or are we not, or are we not there yet? So there are parameters in these programs that you can choose the rate at which the correction occurs, and when it occurs very fast, that's when it sounds like those effects where you hear there's the the speed at which it gets corrected, and there's also the amount uh, at which it's corrected. So both of those um, variables affect the um, the way people perceive the effect. So if you make it very fast and you make it very accurate, it's going to sound like mm -hmm. the you know um, you know very affected voice. And what I, the thing that I find is a little bit dangerous about that. It's become so prevalent in popular music for music for vocals to be auto-tuned, um, not so much so that, so that they sound like they're that effect, but 
that everybody sings so perfectly mm-hmm. that I think people who are younger ears don't know what a real singer sounds like. Yeah. Well, let me. And, well, let me ask. Having said that, let me. Excuse me. Let me ask you this much: Do you think our technology eventually will get to the point to where we will have, for lack of a better word, people singing who should not be singing, or people singing who really can't sing? Do you think we're going to get to that point at some point? We've already passed it. Oh, okay. I, I, I agree that we've passed that point too. I could. I'm not going to name them, but I could name definitely at least a handful. You can name me, Amy. It's okay. Name me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Amy, YouTube. He, Amy, it's he, not you. Amy, he can handle the truth. <laughs> there are some people who are just amazing entertainers who can, you know, just barely sing. But I guess if they use the auto tune, then it's enough as long as they're able to entertain as well as they are. Well, you know, but you know, dancing. Duke, well, you know, Duke, but you know, Duke brings a really good point. What is the number one show? that everybody watches that we know they're not singing and people love it. And they critique the, su- the show every the year. Super Bowl, the halftime at Super Bowl. They're, they're, yeah. they're, Duke said it and he's right. They're doing somersaults, pushups and everything in between. They can't and yet sing. People, and people know they're not singing. Do you ever see someone saying, I want to hear them live sing? I mean, the last person I saw that I thought was live was I think Bruno Mars. Yes. I was just about to say Bruno Mars, but I didn't want to cut you no, off. No, you weren't. No, no, Amy, you weren't. Amy, you weren't. Don't stop. Don't start with me. You know, I want to say one more thing about the loop, the guitar loop. I have to say this, that it's a, it takes a true skill in order to use that. If you are not skilled at the use of the actual technology, you will be a total failure. Now, so Duke, if- I think she's, I think Amy's right. I think you do have to give some credit to musicians who are using these devices because there does Definitely. take some technology. Would you sure. agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Really, it's it's not easy to get that going. And I have this one musician in my mind who I, I watched do it, and he was just, he had it down to a science. It was very impressive. Right, right. Well, listen, that's terrific. I mean, you know what? The bottom line is, if, as long as the audience leaves happy, who cares? If the audience is fine with it, that's it. You're not, you know, that that's that's the end. That's that's all the show wrote. So yeah. should we sing our way out of this show? <laughs> you don't want to hear me sing, Duke. Trust me, you don't want to hear me sing. Stayed in bed all morning just to pass the time. There's something wrong here. There can be no denying. Oh, one of us is changing, but maybe we just stop trying.